Holy Ghost. Now, this is my opinion. Um, it, it, today, as usual, it's very prescriptive, but I believe that it's very shareable. Um, sometimes, I don't know whether there's a, you know, in a bit of the old shadow banning or whatever, but seriously, think of people who need to hear this because I'm gonna get down into some um, mechanics of the glory realm um, that are very, very, uh, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a very, very big picture and I'm gonna bring it, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna corral it into a usable form, um, but we are, are gonna start quite expansive, but then, um, but it's prescriptive. And this is very important. I'm gonna start with by praying and then um, just, do, uh, just explain where we're going and then we're gonna go there. I don't usually say it's shareable, but today will be because if people get it, they'll go, oh my gosh, you shall know the truth and know the truth will set you free. And whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. Holy Spirit, thank You. You are the teacher. Holy Spirit, You're the one that leads us into all truth. We thank You right now for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. We thank You right now for mechanics of the, of the realm of glory, of the supernatural, of the quantum realm. We just thank You for wisdom. Lord, I thank You also as well. In the complexity of creation, there is the simplicity of Christ. So Lord, I thank You for uh, uh, um, making my tongue like the pen of a ready writer. And I just thank You for the gift to articulate things um, in Jesus' Name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. All right, come on. So we've been talking about the ascension gifts. Now we do know that the ascension gifts are to equip the body to do the work of the ministry, to actually get them to, to grow up into the head that is Christ. So we know that. But something that is, is left out of it is we, we call it the fivefold. It can seem like a semantic, but heaven talks about them as ascension gifts. So He ascended and He led captivity, get captive and gave gifts to men. And Jesus said, wherever I am, there you'll be also. When you say yes to Christ, uh, when, you, when, you, when you, get, uh, uh, you, you receive the free gift of salvation, not only does your spirit, your inner world, where your intuition is, uh, not only does that get quickened, but you get anchored and seated in a heavenly place with the Lord. That actually happened. And I believe something missing within the ascension gifts is, sh- is, is showing people, teaching and equipping how to ascend. Now, what I'll, firstly, I'm aware, especially intercessory or prophetic groups where people sit around, they put on worship, and then they go, we're gonna ascend now. Now, I don't have a problem with that per se. Has anyone read the book, uh, Ladies of Gold, Women of the Golden Candlestick? You get people who, who walk so closely with God. See, heaven's so close. Heaven is, an, is, an, is a trillions of, a gazillions of light years away. Jesus was very clear. He says, the kingdom of heaven is within you. He says, don't, it doesn't come with observation. So there's a place where heaven is closer than we understand. But we've also got to understand the inner condition. It says, the heart of man is deceitfully wicked above all things who can know it. So we need to know, it's about Christ in us, the hope of glory. The kingdom of heaven is within you. And the foundation to the whole kingdom is believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth, as we see in Romans chapter 10. So rather than just going, okay, we want to ascend. Where do we start? Mm, you know, like, like, do you just will it to happen? There's people, that's what said, we're going to ascend now. You know, like, like, remember everything's achieved in rest. And today we're going to talk about mechanics if you understand these mechanics, it'll change your life because you'll start to recognise that this principle, spiritual law, is pervasive, it's everywhere. And so we're going to identify that so we know what it is because really the business end of the stick is the manifestation of the kingdom. So when you're walking with the Lord in a realm of glory, provision is easy. 
You've got people believing for a hundredfold. Well, make sure you're living an ascended life because you're not being ruled over by stress and felt need. You're actually going, you know, everything's easy for God and I'm hanging out where He is. And so this is real. This is not something that's superfluous. It's not something that's like turbo on a car. It is 101 covenant people of God all around the world. It's 101. And so we have to train people in the 101s. Um, and so I'm gonna start with basically this. Um, I uh, have these unusual conversations with the Lord. Well, actually, no, He starts them. So He has His unusual com- uh, conversations with me. So I was in a cafe um, on Monday and He starts just telling me these words and it just starts to open up. Now, I am becoming very, very, I love quantum physics and I love astronomy, okay? I'm fascinated with the universe, the multiverse, the solar, I'm fascinated. And the Lord, the Lord started to speak to me about black holes. Now, now you've got this new superstar. Again, look, <clears throat> I don't know what's real. You can fake anything these days, uh, you know, from Photoshop to whatever, I don't know. But they got this, this, uh, new telescope that's greater than the Hubble. And sort of like, you know, sort of when you can play, it's the James Webb telescope. And, and it's a bit of a, a sad before and after. The Hubble was sort of like, eh, and James Webb is like, eh. And you see that there's a, the, 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 the new kid on the block is the Carina Nebula. And, and, and what happens, but there's this thing called black holes. Who's ever heard of a black hole? Okay, no worries. Um, we have a black hole in our home, don't we darling? It's called the laundry. Okay, so. We do, we do. Sometimes we just don't know, we, things never escape. They just, and you find something at the bottom of a hamper and you're going, wow, I haven't seen you since pre-COVID, you know? And, and then, you, then you another layer and you go, oh my gosh, we're cultivating penicillin. This is incredible. Usually a teenage boy's socks. Anyway, so basically is that with black holes, what I wanna do is this is what's crazy. A black hole is a place in space where gravity pulls so much that even light cannot get out. The gravity is so strong because matter has been squeezed into a tiny space. This can happen when a star is dying because no light can get out. People can't see black holes there. There's a level that's, you know, theoretical physics, etc. I don't wanna get into that right now, even though there's some really nice pictures that look like uh, Saturn having a bad day. All right, now, what's interesting, the Lord started to speak to me, not about the black hole, the fact there, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> be good. All right, He's talking to me about gravity. He's talking to me about gravity, about this crazy gravitational pull that even light cannot escape. Now, what I wanna do is this. This is my personal conviction based on the Word of God and I believe the Holy Spirit is is leading me in this area. I believe in the physical universe, everything has at least one spiritual correspondent parallel reality. I believe there are physical stars and I believe there are spiritual stars, okay? I believe as people are created with a physical body, they also have a spirit. And so what we have is we have something quite amazing because remember, we need to understand heaven's language. Heaven's language is not the five senses. The five senses, if they're communicated skillfully on a metaphorical basis, will point us to higher realities. That's why Jesus taught in parables. So what's interesting is this, 
We're going to read from the book of Hey Jude, okay? And, uh, and so if we can just, it, we get really interesting. This is about, this is about, I remember there used to be a special called When Animals Attack, you know? And it was like, like and they did a series of things going bad. This is, this is a passage of Scripture about, about covenant people going bad. This is what happens. So they're talking about spots. It said, these people are spots in your love feast. While they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves, they are clouds without water. Isn't that interesting? And it says in Isaiah 60, who are these who fly like clouds? Very interesting. And it talks about false teachers being clouds without water. Okay. Um, They're clouds without water, carried about by the winds. They are late autumn trees. Isn't that interesting? Because it says, we're the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. Blessed is He who meditates in the Word daily. He's like a tree planted by the rivers. So these are like autumn trees without, uh, without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea. This is a bit more of a mystery, but Jesus generally says, peace be still. And He calms the water. So, we, so, so there's shalom as a reflection. There is a, a, a born again of the Spirit and born again of the water. Don't wanna dive into that, no pun intended. Foaming up in their own shame. So that's tumultuous. That is just like waves. That is a churning. Then it says, wandering stars for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And so... I personally believe that there are, there's a physical phenomenon of black stars, but I also believe there's a spiritual correspondence that I believe entities where the fallen seraphim, fallen cherubim, human entities actually are, are a inverted power source to some of these black holes that we're talking about. This is really important because what we have is it's when people uh, when things go against what the original design is, and you've got this this phenomena happening around the world now here around the multiverse, so it's important to know that the, what I want to emphasise on here is the gravitational pull, and so we're talking about a physical uh, universe, the spiritual equivalent, and so I believe a lot of I, I do I believe a lot of black holes are in the spirit they're fallen entities, but what's important is they actually have a gravitational force. In other words, they're magnetic. And so everything in life that we know, generally speaking, has a pull on it. We're talking about ascension, but we need to understand gravity. So let's have a look at gravity. Um, Oh, we just did, sorry, okay. So let's just talk about the basic definition of gravity. The force that attracts a body towards the centre of the earth or towards any other physical body having mass. Okay, uh, um, and so, and then you've got the, you've actually got the euphemism or the adjective or the descri- description of the word gravity. And it means uh, uh, something of the utmost gravity. So it's got, it's got weight behind it, okay? So when we start to understand this in the natural, we go, we go oh my goodness, you know, because we're talking about magnetism, we're talking about things that, 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 that you know, you've got, uh, um, You've got leaders who go bad. You've got governments that go bad. Rulers that go bad. And they actually start to, it's almost like they become dark matter and start getting a gravitational pull unto themselves. When a preacher or a leader 
Their primary source is to reflect Christ or point to Christ or empower people. And then they turn people unto themselves. They become inverted. They do so much damage. It's a really, really big deal. If people build unto themselves, that's why there is a stricter judgment over teachers, etc. So we're talking about gravity. But what I wanna do is that we did a little bit of mapping around ascension last time. Mapping is getting coordinates that seemingly contradict each other, but they actually explain like you're looking at a diamond, it's showing you the opposite facet. So I wanna, this is a very important passage of Scripture in Corinthians, because um, God has to give us very specific language to describe things, mostly the Logos. It says, Paul says, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And so we have here what it is spiritual discernment in regards to things that have nuance, okay? Now, creation is very nuanced, but then we've got to not shoehorn it, we've got to bring it back into the simplicity of Christ. So we're talking about gravity in relationship to ascension, in relationship to, to, to black holes, but now what we're doing, we're going to a spiritually discerned statement. So let's, let's put up, now this is a scripture that you all could recite with your eyes closed, but I won't ask you to because some of you get stage fright and it's not Jesus wept, okay? It's not Jesus wept, you know, like a memory verse, you know, little Johnny goes, Jesus wept, and you're going, wow, okay, back of the class for you, please. Okay, so let's just put up this one here. This is really important. This is probably the most foundational uh, passage of Scripture in the whole Word. For God so agaped the cosmos. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so God, God was so committed to saving this uh, 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 um, self-destructive orphan world that He paid the ultimate price, that is, He gave His Son. His agape love was His motivation, okay? And He was not willing that any should perish, but all should be saved. Really important. So God's motivation was love and His modus operandi was exchanging His Son as a trade for the sins, for, 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 for the world. So when you say, Jesus, forgive me, or God, forgive me, you receive the free gift of salvation. Can someone say amen? amen? Okay, really important. If you're not sure that if you died tonight, you were going to heaven, then you're probably not. If I said to you, are you married? And you went, I'm not sure. You're probably not married. <laughs> you know that you're married. You know, and, and, and can you imagine saying next to your wife? Are you married? I'm not sure. Well, you'll be in hell all next 24 hours, let me tell you. Okay. It says we have an assurance. When, you, when you've confessed Jesus as Lord and asked Him to, you've, you've received the free gift of salvation, it says you have an assurance. And then you start to walk it out. So for God so loved the world. But then we got this, the same author. We actually have uh, the Gospel of John and now we have the Epistle of John, the first one. If we can put the next one up, please. But then it says, do not love the world. All the things in the world. If anyone, hold it there. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Hang on, hang on, hang on. What does this mean? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Right? And now it says, we're instructed, do not love the world. What does that even mean? And it's sort of like, okay, 
how could this be included in the canon of Scripture? You know, we're better off, you know, Bell and the Dragon or something pseudo-apocrypha sort of writing. But we got here, do not love the world. And the word here is even Nagape and cosmos. Or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So now it's going to explain what this means. Let's go there. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Here, we're going to a spiritually discerned statement is this. God is in heaven, He looks down on the earth and He sent His Son and sent His Spirit and empowered His church to remedy or bring a redemptive answer. The second passage is talking about people who are so enamoured with the fallen nature of the world, they are under its gravitational pull. One is the love of God from heaven, which is free for all and empowered. But the second one is actually people caught in the gravitational pull of pleasure of pleasure as an end in itself. And it says, if you are consumed with the pleasure of this world, categorically it says, the love of the Father is not in you. That's a big statement because we're talking about ascension and this is not a semantic. It's actually like the, the more I study and meditate on the Word, it is the Word of God. It's, we're talking written by a genius through, through, through different human agency. And so, um, <laughs> Do not love, wow. And so when we are in the love of God and we're in a place of relative ascension, we are empowered to love the world from a redemptive uh, solution-based reality as opposed to be subject to undue addiction, impulses and affections that cause us to be pulled in. Now here's the problem with gravity. Gravity pulls everything to itself. And if there's a parallel dimension, of black holes, it actually will cause people to assimilate with that thing pulling it to itself. That's what we're looking at because if we wanna understand ascension, we can't just go, let's just all hold hands and hum and then we'll put on some pads and we'll see what happens. Now, what the scary thing is, some of you might have an experience, quite probably to be honest, but you've cultivated that. But we're talking about, we are now talking about, we're talking about not being caught up in the gravitational pull, right? Now, what you have is, is that, that, that these, the, money is, is, is just an object. It only becomes empowered when a, when a value is attached to it, all right? So it's, people say uh, money's the root of all evil. It is not, it is the love of money. So you've, oh, instantly there's a gravitational pull that's put you in a place you can't overcome it. People who love money and or are afraid of poverty or have greed can't rule over it, it rules them. So these gravitational forces actually bring enslavement and stop people from ascending. Because in that ascended place, you get to rule with Christ. You cannot rule over anything that you hold greater affection in your heart than the Lord. It's called idolatry. It's called idolatry. Now this is, we're talking 2,000 year old truth that's coming out of a timeless dimension of truth. So, so, so in regards to ascension, 
You know, like, like, like you, you know, wow, they're weighed down with the cares of this world. They're weighed down. And so, so, so all through Scripture, we see, we see ascension everywhere. You've got a whole chunk of Scripture, the Song of Ascents, as the pilgrims are going back up to Zion, they're singing about how marvellous God is and they're excited. A Song of Ascents. Then you have Song of Songs, where the, my beloved comes skipping on the mountains, come away with me. And then you have you know, the new covenant, which is a trillion times better than the old covenant. It says we're already seated in heavenly places. You cannot get away from ascension because there's more about geography than we understand. See, see God isn't just, the, Jesus just isn't just the, the, the God of the universe. He's also the way that is the journey, the road, and He's also the destination. So, <laughs> and, and so what we need to do is we need to cultivate cultivate to be free from the gravitational force of undue affection because it says very clearly if you love the world the things in the world the love of the Father is not in you nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with a, uh, you know you can, you can have something like appetites like people need to eat but they turn it into something else and it becomes a gravitational force I look for me for obvious reasons I'm not a huge fan of fasting okay I turn into a human chupper chup uh, 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 you know, pajama will get one only one stripe on it, and I fall down the 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 the, the grate in the uh, shower. When I fast, I think about fasting, and weight comes off. Okay, the first thing that goes is legs. I just go, wow, how are these feet attached to the bottom of my body? Okay, just disappears. And some of you go, what a gift! All right, <laughs> what a gift. Well, you know, I'd like to be a happy medium. Okay, so so it is what it is. Um, so so <laughs> now. But, but, but appetites unrestrained can become a gravitational force and a bondage and we'll, we'll go there in a minute. Okay, so here's something really, really interesting. We're talking about foundational things. So when I came to Christ, oh my gosh, so long ago, it was the late 80s. I came to Christ in the late 80s. And you know what happened back then? It was like this. It's, it's you, got, you had people who would go to, you, got, you, had, you had people went to church, respectable, you know, hymns read out of a book, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and then you had these, these, these other churches, they were different because they were filled with born again Christians. So, you, so, so there was only one type of Christian, it's a born again Christian. And you know, do you know the difference in Australia between a, a, a Christian and a born again Christian? Do you know the difference? Is born again Christians don't say amen, they say amen. <laughs> we're talking, we're talking. When I started going to influences back in the day, my whole family going, what sect did you join? That does join a sect. Oh my gosh, you know. And now that's the only, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, whatever, what can I say? So, so, so what happens, this is really, really interesting because it's a foundation because, you know, people got, they got born again. Well, that's pretty hectic, you know, and that's very abstract too. So what's really interesting is this, is it, it says, unless you're born again, you can't see the kingdom of heaven. Nicodemus uh, he's coming to Jesus at night time, sort of like, you know, teacher of all Israel. Okay, all right, all right, you know. You know, <laughs> Jesus didn't feel like getting up and just goes, and, uh, and, and Nicodemus comes in and, you know, and it's sort of like, you know, okay, please, Jesus, do not put this on Facebook. I'll get in big trouble. Um, and he starts explaining to him, and he says, unless you're born again, he goes, how, how can you be born again? Like what the heck, you know, and then what you have is that, he says, you're the teacher of Israel. And he goes, you don't understand, how do you, how, you can't even understand heavenly things and you're the teacher of Israel. 
What's really interesting, I find the word born again actually is uh, anathen, anathen, okay? And I believe more accurately, it means born from above, born from ascension. Why? Because the same words used maybe a dozen times in the whole New, Te- New, New Testament, but it actually, for example, the veil of the temple was torn from anathen to the bottom. Okay, Jesus' garment, the same thing. Um, Jesus spoke to Pilate and He said, no authority could be given to me unless it came from anathen. So more times it's, it's actually purely, purely translated as above, uh, from above. It, says, it talks about every good gift from the Father. Every good gift comes from anathen. So we see the very foundation is not ascension, but actually we're already seated with Him. So we need to cooperate what it means to come into in line with our true identity. Can someone say Amen? This is where the fivefold has to start to drill down more on what ascension is. Because we're down here trying to be good little Christians and most people getting their brains beaten in. They don't understand gravitational force. They don't understand addiction isn't just doing something again and again and again. It isn't just your neurotransmitters producing dopamine. It's actually a gravitational force pulling pulling someone into darkness, into a soulless realm of torment. And we need to know that breaking that is the first step to ascension. We have to make sure that we're free from that. Can someone say Amen? Amen. So, uh, and we talked about last week desire. Okay, so desire is a place that whatever you desire, you, you are drawn towards. It's, a, it's, it's an obvious one. Um, getting back to, look at this one. It's, there are good things, good things in life that really can become perverted because of the fallen nature, that gravitational. I think if we put the Scripture up from Philippians, <coughs> talking about naughty people, okay. Whose end is destruction? whose God is their belly. All right, some of, some of these guys are, our God is an awesome God, no. And whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. You start to see this and you can have something that's good. Now for me, I've, I'll share a few stories. I've been in very, very dangerous situations many times. That's not my weakness. I'm actually quite good at war. I'm quite good at that. You know, it's sort of like, ah, oh, well, what's the worst could happen? Hi, Jesus. Um, that happened sooner than I thought. That's as bad as it gets. That's as bad as it gets. Just can we just really reduce the pain quotient? <laughs> just that one would be good. All right. They died a terrible accident. They lost their head. Ooh, ooh, wow. That sounds like a good one, you know. All of a sudden you, you look up and then you're before the throne, you know, come on. So, so for me, probably one of my, I like feeling good. I like pleasure. I like feeling good. I, I can have an appetite that has a level of legit, legitimacy and it's sort of like, you know, oh my gosh. I like dessert. No, 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 no. And I know, now you, 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 a mate of mine, when I was in my 40s, he goes, Todd, your body changes. I'm like, yeah, 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 I don't care. I don't, I don't believe you, all right? You're looking at someone, I I pretty much, I know where all the best bakeries are in South Australia because I never just drive past them. And I know which is the best thing. I know what time to go in there when it's cheaper. I know what's been taken. I know when the rush is. I could go to a bakery and I could just smash it and not look any different. You get older and all of a sudden your body changes and you can hear it. You know, like you, 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 you know, sound makes weird noises, you know. 
interpretation, I hate you. And so, so, so I know what it's like to, to but, but now, now what happens, I'll, I'll have a really nice meal and I'll go, can, can I have a look at the dessert menu please? And my body's going, no, no, you're full. I know, but the lust of the eye, that sticky date lust of the eye with caramel sauce. And it doesn't have cream, it has mascarpone. And you get, come on, it's like the sirens. And my wife goes, no, you fool, we gotta go. And I'm going, and I nod, and I go, get me the menu. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and dessert's good, but there's a time to say no. And so, oh, and so, yeah, it's called, it's called uh, affecting your insulin levels. Anyway, so, but basically is that you can have good things, but you are actually subject to them and they have a stronger gravitational pull than heaven. This is what the Bible teaches very, very, very clearly. So remember, let's just go back to uh, uh, Colossians chapter three, verses one to three, really, really straightforward. It's, it's a compound word. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Remember, we're born from above. We're seated in heavenly places. We're born from there and we, our spirit is in heavenly places in Christ where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. And this is now a composite word. Set your mind. And that composite word is, I think it's phanero and it means affection and mind. It's a combination. So don't just set your mind, but set your affection on things above because you start to, you start to tap into the most superior gravitational magnetic pull in the multiverse and that's heaven. Stronger than anything. You know, like the, the things that keep people here is so weak compared to heaven, but when it captures our heart, it becomes stronger than heaven. This is why we're instructed, instructed, okay? So set your mind on things above, not on, the, not on things of the earth. For you died as in you were cro co-crucified with Christ and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, here we go, here we go. So we've been talking about pleasure. You can take something that's legitimate and you don't hold it in the right context, it becomes an addiction, it becomes a gravitational pull. And it keeps you earthbound, whatever you, you know, it's just not hard, people going, uh, um, what did you do this afternoon? I went to church. Yeah, yeah, it's good, it's good, good. Did you watch the game last night? Oh, did I? What, what? They came down to the final siren and kicked it and he, he bent it from the uh, forward pocket. <laughs> like this and you go, you don't need a word of knowledge or discerning of spirits. Because what happens is affection draws us, whatever we have affection for, for here, draws us to it. The Lord said, Old Testament, quote in New Testament, you praise me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. When our heart is in alignment with, with the heaven, we start to ascend by default. It's not a matter of sitting there and willing it to happen. It's actually, is that you start to tap into the, the, the Jacob's ladder, the angels going, man, this person just has such a hunger for God. And you start to transcend what's down here because you're ascending in the Lord. Can someone say amen? So it's all about pleasure. What I wanna do now is, is, is the, 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 the second, <laughs> the second bit of this, and I'm just, I'm, this is so impressive. I've even got a meme that my wife posted. My wife never posts memes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cite it. Um, but basically right now, this is the one we've got to watch out for. Um, but I say most people here, you've got, 
you got your appetites under control. Okay, um, that's a, you know, I can speak for you guys here, can't speak for anyone watching on live stream. But anyway, the big one, the big thing, we, it, the big issue now is this, in regards to we've got to avoid the gravity, we've got to overcome it, fear. Fear is what's taking place right now. And there are black holes, black matter being preached throughout the earth. And so, so who remembers, who remembers there was a, a, a music video with Bob Dylan and as he's sort of like singing all these words, they had, they had written on these big bits of cardboard name and he's just throwing it off like this. Who remembers that? So you could go like this, you could go, he's yeah. COVID, monkeypox, sudden adult death syndrome, blood clots, global warming, climate change, Alibaba, social credit system, financial hardship, astronomic fuel prices, catastrophic fuel short, shortages, hyperinflation, lying politicians. Anyway, so you could, present company accepted. So basically, basically, accepted. So, so, so what you got is this, this is actually, this is what people don't understand. This stuff, uh, you start seeing the ABC, Oh, we're going to have to, you know. Oh. See, we're gonna, you know, we might have to, you know, we might have to put masks on our fruit, you know. <laughs> and, you know, you could catch the new variant from trees. And, and, and no, 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 no. You've got to understand it's creating a gravitational pull of fear. When I see people literally in the ocean, in their bathers wearing a mask, People driving their car with masks. What the heck? It's a gravitational pull. They can't ascend. Because in essence, what you fear is your God. You go, wait, 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 what? The fear of God delivers us from all other fears. There's perfect love, drives out all fear. And what you fear is your God. This is really, really important to know because there's so much fear out there and it's coming through the agencies we should be relying on more, but we can't. Because they start sowing those seeds, there's a new this, there's a new that. It's, it's completely ridiculous. You know, parented through corrupt governments and lying media, left, right and centre. I saw the other day, it was, I think uh, 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 you posted it the other day, but I've seen it everywhere. A UK newspaper saying blood clots are on the rise Okay, and we think it's been caused by people drinking too much tea. Is there a scripture where Jesus said, the stupid you'll have with you always? We have dumbed down the populace so much. I find it interesting that I think 1989, the Berlin Wall came down. 1991, the official collapse of communism Right, And then in 1992, there was a thing called the Rio Summit. And they came up with Agenda 2021. And then it was going a bit tickety-boo there for a while, except for Donald Trump. He really stuffed things up, right? Nothing in the, in the world makes sense anymore. Nothing makes sense. How can you have a leader of the free world that reads an auto uh, auto uh, 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 prompt or whatever, and he goes, repeat line, end of quote. <laughs> right, we can sum up America in one word. <laughs> can you imagine the cloud of witnesses going, these guys are putting up with this. 
seriously. You can, and then you go, they've proven masks do not work, but get you to breathe in your own rubbish. Doesn't work. The jab, endless jabs. But what's happening is dark matter is being created with a gravitational pull. And we have to make sure we're not under it. We actually have to be in Christ. We have to be in front. You can, you can praise God, seriously. <laughs> nothing makes sense unless you look at, you'll own nothing and be happy and back engineer it because none of it makes sense. It takes a real gift of cognitive dissonance. The fact is that Dutch farmers have been kicked out of their land because they can't manage their own, which they have for hundreds, if not thousands of years, nitrogen ammonia levels. Look what's happening in Sri Lanka. It was all over fertiliser, but more like the fertiliser coming out of the politicians' mouths. We're talking so much stuff, but it's geared around fear. And we have to make sure that you go, oh yes, I've dealt with, you know, hectic, hectic overindulgence of pleasure or illicit pleasure or acquiring uh, uh, appetites for things that are, that, that are completely taboo. I've overcome that. Most, most believers have, but it's the fear thing. It's the fear thing that has to be overcome because we can actually, that thing can pull us in. And you can see it on people. They're like, how are you going with that? Yeah, good. But it looks like in the Spirit, someone's got a gun to their head. We actually have to know what it is to overcome all this stuff. Because this is why we have to teach on ascension. This is not a cute uh, uh, um, doctrinal, theological thing. It's real all through Scripture. Jesus says, where I am, you will be also. I'll go to prepare a place for you. And this is all oh, this, this, this parousia, it's the second coming. It is not. Because He says, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. He said, me and my Father will come and make our home with you. There's a condition to that. You don't go, go through the pearly gates when you, this body expires and the Lord says, how much Scripture have you meditated on? This is in the here and now, in Jesus' Name. And so there's something about, we have our parts of place. So, so what is God's, where is God at regarding what's happening in the world in regards to global communism and lies? Put it up. This is how this is God is stressed. Why do the nations conspire? Why do the nations conspire or rage and the people uh, plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth have set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. <clears throat> he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. And this is, you go, this is, we're talking, this is completely real. Now, this is our opinion, all right? This is, this is a really important statement. Through different elders and, and staff members, etc., we're convinced of cycles, things happening. At the moment, it feels like 2019. It feels like there's gonna be some gear coming down the pipeline. That's what it feels like at the moment. You know what? Have we learned any lessons? How many lessons have the church learnt? Are they just go back into meeting and just be more committed and, and <laughs> like this? Or have we learned? I believe we have an incredible window to cultivate genuine what it is to walk with God, to walk with Him, to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, 
The, the world is cultivating fear and fear and slavery go together. But God wants to cultivate sons for all of creation is awaiting for the revealing of the sons of God. It's the opposite of fear. It's sonship. And it's being able to steward the freedom we have in Christ to actually uh, do it God's way. Now, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna read this together. I'll do one pause in the middle and then we're gonna land the plane. Everyone doing okay? Praise God, okay. So remember that, that how powerful gravity is. The most <coughs> powerful magnetic force in the, in the multiverse is heaven, is Jesus, is the Father, is the Spirit of God. But when our heart's given over to idolatry, that becomes the primary thing and we have to renounce it. Because what happens is then you start to go, oh my gosh, I'm not beholden to all of this here and I am having more dreams, more encounters. The Lord's speaking to me, I have no fear. Beginning in 2020, I'm going, this is weird. This world has gone weird like this. And now I've got a bit more insight into the playbook, heaven's playbook. So I want us to read this all together if we can and I'll pump the brakes when we need to and I'll explain something. So remember, uh, <laughs> Psalm 91, 2019, we went on this for quite a while. Here we go, let's read this together. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because He has set His love upon me, I therefore I will deliver Him. I will set Him on high because He has known my name. 
He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is ascended living. I, I was going to do something in the middle there. I just wanted, I didn't want to pump the brakes. I wanted to go the way through. We preached on this and taught on this for six months. It's real. It says dwelling. We actually have to make sure that we are yoking or connecting or at least focusing on heavenly realities through the Word and through the Holy Ghost. We have to make sure that those gravitational forces, you know, here's the deal. I shared last week is is, is putting, I forgot to share your meme, darling. Sorry about that. It's like, no, let's just do that anyway. I can't resist a good meme. Some people wouldn't know tyranny if it covered their faces, locked them in their homes, enacted the biggest wealth transfer in history, censored them, made them show papers and forced medicated them. All right, so there we go. I got that out of the way. So can't, I can't resist a good meme. It is, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, and, and so what we have is this, is this, this is place of cultivating, set your affection on things above. But that what we have to do is we have to make sure that we don't have that undue gravitational force in our hearts to the things of the earth. Those are not my words, those are the Lord's words. I believe when we deal with that, because in the end of every epistle says it has a list of things saying, hey, it's highly recommended that you don't do these things because they get people under bondage, not just of impulses, but gravitational forces. Stops people from ascending. Why do we want to ascend? We've just read that ascension looks like protection. Ascension looks like provision. Ascension looks like authority. Ascension looks like intimacy. Ascension looks like health, wealth and long life. Ascension, you know, people go, that person, they're in a good place. When you're in a good place, it's very hard to put a foot wrong. But when someone's in a bad place, everything they say comes out like poison. So, and, and, and I tell you what right now, is that God in this season says, consecrate yourself. I want you to understand what intimacy is in the Holy Ghost and what ascension is. We're gonna finish with this scripture. This is amazing. Let's go Romans. Concerning His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. You know, once Jesus had satisfied the justice of God, did you know that the grave couldn't hold Him? The grave couldn't hold Him, it said the Spirit of holiness. Now when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the Hagios Numa, same thing. But because there was nothing in Him that was gravitational to the world, it was a, it, he, he suffered vicariously, that is on behalf of others. And He went into the, into the lowest depths of the earth, into, into the realms of suffering and hell. And He took upon uh, vicariously the suffering of others or the, or the, 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 uh, the destiny of others. But actually what happened is this, the Spirit of holiness made sure that Jesus couldn't be held by the grave. Did you know that when we are not being held and we're in Christ, did you know that the default is ascension? You don't have to sit around in a group and, and wish it to happen. When you are, it actually says pure and undefiled religion is to help widows and orphans and keep yourself undefiled by the world. Because when you keep yourself undefiled by the world, what happens is you ascend. 
Guess what happens? Prayers are powerful. You move mountains. People get healed, delivered. You know, just saying, recently we made a purchase of some real estate. Recently. And there's been some really interesting reactions that surprised me. Now, that have gone beyond disappointment, way beyond, because what happens is this, is that when there's a level, you're carrying something of God's mandate, carrying something, it creates a reaction. It creates a reaction. There, there's a lot of things happening in the Spirit. What I want you to do, grab your communion. Can we put on the pads, please? Holy Ghost. <laughs> Gravity. Just a bit louder guys, just a bit louder with the uh, pads, yeah. Not the, the tearing of the communion. You know, you'll notice in 2020 that you could buy alcohol, you could go in, if you're in California, you get your medicinal weed, all sorts of crazy stuff, but they did not allow church. I'll tell you why. Because they don't want people ascending. The tabernacle of David, which has fallen, must be rebuilt for the ingathering of the Gentiles. The powers of darkness do not want the church, not just worshipping, but ascending. And when we come together as the ecclesia, judicially, on a, as, as called out ones, we're in a Senate, things happen. That got shut down for ages. And too many leaders just caved in because we need people. We, did you know the only way darkness goes? The only way? Turn your back on it? No, shine a light. It's the only way darkness cannot stay is you shine a light. Can someone say amen to that? That baptising your neighbour. All right, so, all right. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Someone seated in heavenly places, they're laughing with the Lord, Holy Ghost. No matter how many times I say this, I do know there's a stubborn streak in people and you, you're entitled to it. And there's a formula, but do you know, heaven's really into smiling. And when you look to the Lord and you're smiling, something happens. So I'm not even, I mean, this is not a Simon says, smiler says. When you start to smile at the Lord, you actually, you're, you're actually almost, you know, when you, you're mirroring heaven. Heaven's full of joy. Heaven's full of encounter. Holy Ghost. If you're not used to smiling, just maybe even show the Lord a couple of teeth. Show Him a couple of teeth, all right? Just even if it's a smirk, smirk to the Lord. 
Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, little snort came out there, little snort. Little snort. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, laughing, my goodness. Number one, it's free. It's free. And when you do it right, it's almost like a medicine. Yeah, yeah. It's like a medicine. And you've got as many repeat prescriptions as you want. Holy Ghost, thank You, Lord. We just thank You, Lord. We thank You right now. We thank You. In Jesus' Name, we just right now, we just renounce all gravitational forces of darkness and fear. We renounce, we renounce. Just repeat this after me. Right now, I untether from all dark matter, all gravitational forces of the earth, of fear, of pain. I renounce them right now. And Jesus, I say yes to You. I say yes to the Spirit of holiness. I say yes to being seated in heavenly places with You. I say yes to ascension. It's amazing. Imagine stand-up comedians full of the Holy Ghost going into clubs and just standing there. I'm not putting up my hand, by the way. Lord, we thank You. 
for joy, laughter and teeth. We thank You for smile lines. We thank You for a merry heart, heart makes good luck a medicine. We thank You for ascension. We thank You. There are pleasures at Your right hand forevermore. We thank You for the joy of the Lord is our strength. No Lord, it is not our joy, it's Your joy. And we're gonna use it and drive that till the wheels fall off, Lord. We thank You for Your joy. We thank You right now. We say yes to ascension. We say yes to the glory of God and His goodness. Bless this communion to our body in Jesus' Name. was a witness of this. Some of you have heard this story. I think laughing saved my life more than once. Like laughing saved my life. Peruvian hospital. I had the sort of diarrhea that kills you. I'm in the hospital. The doctors and nurses are all concerned. And all I could do was sit there and laugh. And my laughing made Daryl laugh. And these people going, don't these people know they're sort of dying? And I kept laughing. Now all the doctors and nurses are laughing because we're in Peru. They're going, these guys are loco. <laughs> That's a good way to go, isn't it? Ha, 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 that's the best way to go. None of this holding on tooth and nail. Aren't in total recall. Just, just. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Now there is a difference between ascension and unhinged, but I'm not sure where that line is. Don't worry about it, just, just lean in, all right? <laughs> oh Lord, we are unhinged unto You. That's what Paul said, we're out of, he said, I'm out of my mind for Christ's sake, but for Your sake, I'm gonna be a tad boring. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Praise God.